Oh, really? Yep, really. Hello, Brett. Hello, Sonny. Welcome back. Hey, guys. We're up, boys. We're on the live feed. I love it. Brett, where are you? Man, I'm in California, actually. It's a little overcast this morning. Maybe it'll it'll cut away, but by this afternoon, everything you see back here, it's going to be blue skies, baby. California. Looks I'm pretty in, sunny from here. I'm in Irvine. Speaking yeah. of sunny, sunny, what you doing? How's the, how's the cap collection? You, you, you get one of those out the door yet? Did someone win? I, I haven't. No, it's like end of the month, and someone's going to get this this cap right here. I might add some extra caps in there, try and you know incentivize some people to join. But hoping to add a South African clap, cap to the collection. Mm. Uh, heading out there on uh, Monday next week, so that's going to be yeah. fun. Stellenbosch. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Stellen what? Stellenbosch, baby. That's a city. It's got a swimming pool. It's like one of the fifty meter swimming pools. It's sunny. Um, nice. And we're going to do some training there. That's in uh, South Africa. It's in South Africa. Are you Hooking up with, with uh, Chad Leclerc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, I'll be with Chad. Um, we'll have some people from his club team coming and join us just to make practice a little bit more interesting. And yeah, it should be a fun little uh, little month out there. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's oh, goodness. funny. That's funny. I love that. <laughs> getting started off right boys all right brett where you been you've been in las vegas that's the first yeah. thing up here i was just thinking like hey we haven't caught up in a while where have you been what are you doing out there did you go check out the sandpipers in nevada yeah man listen uh i work you guys know i work full-time sonny stop putting that drink down it keeps uh messing with your mic and uh nate's gonna have a heart attack <laughs> um I work full-time for Fitter and Faster Swim uh, Clinics. You guys know that. So I, I went out there. And I, they actually what they did was they, the Southern California Swimming actually had like a 14 and under um, select meet. They had a meet on and they selected the best 14 and under kids and they kind of broke them up into four teams and they competed over the weekend. It was kind of cool. But what I did, I went out there and did some, some lectures and then I, I worked with um, Ron Aiken's top group um I, that he selected 10 athletes and on friday night we we went through kind of a, a turns clinic and i worked with cool. a couple of olympians uh that he had out there um bella sims and katie grimes um so we got to got to do start uh, i got to do turn work with them and and they loved it it was great so it was fun and then uh and then saturday came back and um, worked with with ron a bit and then we did a we did a podcast we recorded ron and um and got to the bottom of some stuff so uh yeah cool podcast coming out with ron aiken uh probably next week sometime so that's cool so you got to hang out with like some of the best up-and-coming female athletes in the country well listen mate who in 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 america or in the world has two olympians on their high school team i mean there's three but one of them has gone off to college now but two of them are still in high school training and let's just stick with America. I mean, it's just unheard of. You don't have high school girls on the American, on the U.S. Olympic team, and and they got two in the one squad. And that was kind of my message to the group. I said, guys, you know, the ones that aren't on the Olympic team, the other eight people that were at the clinic, I was like, you guys are surrounded by greatness. I mean, these girls are on the Olympic team. If you're not coming in and learning from watching what they're doing and how they're doing it and wanting to to be where they are. And then I said, I told the other kids, your responsibility is now to make them even better than they are. You know, you, you hold them accountable because, yeah, they're on the Olympic team, but they want to be the best swimmers in the world now. So 
your job as as teammates is to make them better. So it was kind of cool. Got to, you know, Ron just gave me um, a freedom to work with him for an hour, which I I was really um, impressed with. So it was it was a cool time. Yeah, I learned some. They learned some. And uh, man, he's got a he's got a group down there uh, of age group is just killing it. Yeah, for sure. And it's way more it's way more depthy than you think too. It's not just those two girls, you know. They got a lot they got a lot of boys that are really fast too and they've, they they mm. they already had a history of putting kids on the team. I mean, this is where Cody Miller came from, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. um that team more than anybody has seen what one person can do. I mean, Cody's arguably the the most famous swimmer because of his YouTube channel for so many years now. Um anyways, that being said, uh Cool. Sounds like a fun trip. I haven't listened to the podcast yet because we're kind of backed up. We've got a few in the uh, hopper here, and we'll we'll get to watch some videos. I cut a cut a little video from Herbie and Kayla and Goveroff just so we can we'll, we'll look at those in a little bit. But uh, the big story is obviously, um, um, we're not having long course world championships. Mm. Is what it sounds like. Japan's, um. I don't know. It sounds like a big contract dispute. Like, hey, you can't have it anywhere else because you signed the contract with us. But hey, we we don't want you there. We don't want you to show up either. Um, so the protocols are going to be really, really hard. And I think I would assume that they're still trying to figure out a way. But it sounds like we're in this stalemate. That's uh, what it sounds like from reading about it. Sonny, I don't know if you've heard anything. I'll let you answer this in a second. But what I heard is they're actually trying to flip flop the uh, agreements right now. So Doha would actually be when um the what's the one in where are they going Fukuoka. Fukuoka. so they're going to flip you know they're talking about flip-flopping doha for fukuoka fukuoka for doha and doing it that way so maybe there's still a possibility i don't know that's this what i've heard so sonny you heard anything um i've not heard anything more than i think everyone has but uh the thing that's quite important to note is that Qatar Worlds, Doha Worlds, was always going to have to be in the uh, the winter months because of how hot it is there. And for things like open water Mm. swimming, they can't have it when Worlds normally is. So it was already a bit of a predicament. And even if they do do that flip-flop, then you're looking at like an October-November long-course Worlds this year, and then short-course Worlds still being in December. Like, something's got to give. And even in this, like, new timeline that people are sort of anticipating, you've got 2024 long course worlds in january which is like mm. five months after the new japan long course world dates and in like six months before paris olympics like there's no real way um like this is going to work seamlessly and one of the big reasons for this is that qatar can't have the july august worlds because you can't have open water swimming in july mm-hmm. and august in qatar you can't have high diving outside because they will melt on on the top mm. of the the, mm. the board like y- mm. y- it's no but also before we we confirm anything it's not been like as i said there's still talks obviously going on and nothing's official but it's put a lot of people in their predicament because everyone's got different meets on the commonwealth nations have got commies this year in in, in the uk in birmingham uh europeans are still happening for the european swimmers but for someone like you brett with your athlete bruno you go from having worlds to target to nothing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mate, we're devastated in in that sense. We're we're actually targeting kind of those um, June European meets right now. You know, the Mare Nostrum and the the Setacoli as as maybe a taper and shave meet for Bruno. Um, 
and, and try and swim real fast there. I mean, they're, they're brilliant meets. We love them. But, yeah, there's, there's no real prize. It's just kind of like post a time. Mm. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're aiming for right now. Yeah, that's, that's kind of plan B. Um, Nate, guess- do, you have the, do you have the little uh, the little thing you put together? I, th- I thought that was funny of um, you know, the cancellation of Worlds and the ISL. Oh, yeah, I can find that. Yeah, all right. Sonny, you keep going then while he yeah, finds well, that. Yeah, well, while he finds that, I was going to say, like, does that, you know, for you and Bruno, you don't have to, like, disclose any of your behind-the-scenes talks, but does that make Bruno want to maybe get involved with the ISL again and do that for a year while he sort of waits for the meets to come back around? Or Actually, like- mate, I don't, I don't mind exposing our behind-the-scenes talks. Yeah. You know, that's what we're here for. So, yeah, I'm, look, I'm all for it. You know, Bruno, yeah, we've thrown that possibility around. Look, everybody knows he doesn't love short course um, – swimming he, he's not he's, it just breaks his rhythm when he goes through that turn so it's just not ideal for him but he's like look if i was to put in a preparation period to prepare for it and then do all the racing why not you know so it's definitely um something that we're discussing it's a possibility right now there are other long course meets during the summer so it's it's good it's exciting hopefully those won't cancel on us but yeah i mean if the isl comes out and says here's a season and you can make a ton of money and get a lot of racing. I mean, we'd be pretty silly not to consider it, right? Yeah. No, that was, that was what I was curious about. And I think people are going to get involved if I sell a little bit more willy nilly now, especially all the Americans who don't have worlds. I mean, I think it's really the American nations that really lose everything because Asians have got Asian games. Europeans have Europeans. I don't know, all the Commonwealth nations, but like, for the, for the Commonwealth, like the British team, for example, it really frees up the summer because they were going to have the most hectic summer of all time. Mm. But then it's, it only relieves it sort of momentarily before, you know, that year that's proposed, the whole 2023 Worlds into 2024 Worlds into Olympics. It's just... Yeah, madness. It's stupid. Something has to give. Something has to give. Like... Yeah. Yeah. We're, well. we're going to go to another short course Worlds again. Great. Yeah. That's like the last thing I want to see. Can they at least just turn it from short course to long course and then just drop one of them? I mean, look, a lot of this is contract attorneys. You know, that's what it is. Uh, there's a lot of legalese in this, and there's a lot of money. So you can't just cancel and go somewhere else um, all willy-nilly. Uh, so Sonny, where's the where's the Commonwealth Games at? It's the UK. It's Birmingham. UK. Now, they've just, um, if I'm not mistaken... They've just mandate, uh, you know, they've taken away the mask mandate, haven't they? You guys don't have to wear masks anymore? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're slowly getting rid of everything here. I think by the time Commonwealth's come about, like, uh, it'll be free, free for all. We like you guys in America and stuff. Um, it's looking well, really I mean, America, America, we have to wear masks. I mean, you, you travel on a plane, you go, you even have to show um, your, your ID. I mean, to go in a restaurant in New York, if you don't have a vaccination card, you can't come in the restaurant. And there's places like that. I'm just using New York as an example. Yeah. But pretty okay, well. Maybe, maybe, maybe the UK are getting a little freer than, than America now. And yeah, uh, that they looks like they're doing a good job of getting rid of some of the uh, the restrictions. And uh, it's feeling pretty good over here. Well, that's, yeah. you know, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that's what the ISL did so good last year was going and finding the places that would allow everybody, right? That's one of the cha- – that is the challenge. It, yeah, so so Sonny, is there uh, is there word then on when it's happening, or they're still now they're kind of like reconsidering things? 
Uh, I don't think the world's announcement made any massive changes to what the ISL already planned on doing. Um, it already planned on being a slightly bigger season. Um, and there's only pen on paper dates at the moment. There's no like uh, absolutes just yet. They're just working out because it's exactly what you just said. There's make, trying to pick countries and, and locations where, um, you know, COVID restrictions aren't going to become an issue because even though they've done a good job, Naples was brilliant. Eindhoven, you know, we had one match in Eindhoven with spectators and then they had this 8 p.m. curfew. And, and Brett, mm. you saw this in person as well. It was, mm. I think it was 5 p.m. when you, by yeah, the time by, you got By the to, time I get there, it's 5 p.m. So it was just miserable. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's kind of like, well, we've already booked this pool for a month now. Like we're not going to up and leave to another country where we could have spectators again. And it like, you know, the ISO done a good job of giving refunds to all the people that had bought tickets, but they want to not be in a position so I, I, where that happens. They want to have spectators. Spectators are a huge thing of the ISL and a huge thing in you know sport in general. So, um, but there's going to be more ISL this year than last year. That's for sure. I know well, here, they are. I, I, mean. I know they're considering um, California. I know they're considering. California. I'm not I'm not sure why Florida. They're not, but they are. I don't think yeah, there's any calls in Florida. Um, uh, can, well, no thunderstorms. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. That's what um, yeah, Coach yeah, Marsh weather, said. You just weather, yeah. you can't. I mean, they come every single day. Yeah, but it yeah. would be a great. That's what I said last week when Coach was on the show because I said, "Well, Florida's—they just let you do anything down there." Right. You know? Yeah. So thunderstorms. Yeah. All right, here's a meme. little meme that I uh, that I made um, after the news came out. It's funny because I can see Constantine being the guy that's coming out. You know, I should like, have Constantine's head on it. Should have you messed that up? That's funny. I love that app. That app is so funny. It's so easy to make these little memes. You know, you're good at it. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Well, um, actually, there's this guy on Twitter, Jacob Swain. Is his last name Swain? I think so. Jacob Swain. He's the he's the meme master, yeah. mm. and he was a swimmer, so he's really good at you know doing swimming memes um all right well other than that i guess we'll see what's going to happen more news is going to come out shortly yeah. about this they're they're in meetings right now i'm sure about it yeah mm -hmm. moving on uh friend of the pod coley stickles is starting fresh in frisco texas where actually we didn't meet there brett but um there's a lot of conventions in frisco texas so i've been there a bunch um and he's at Texas Ford Aquatics, so it's got a, he's got a big private pool owned by a private guy, fifty meters, uh, you know, in this in the suburbs. Everything you need is right there. Um, have you talked to him? Yeah, listen, look, Coley's a friend of mine, and uh, we we had conversations about the possibility of this. And, you know, he asked my opinion. I told him to go for it. I said, listen, you're not going to get a better um, chance at, at starting a pro team like this. They they're going to back it. Um, you got incredible facilities great place to live uh it, it could be a, a, an attraction to you know other um pro athletes so why not so i said go for it and he and he did um he's down there he just started uh, actually just texted him he said he was he was walking onto the deck to to get a workout going um he is going to come on the show and talk about it so it's it's coming uh, cool. believe me you know yeah. so in, in the next few weeks we'll get him on and uh and get his opinion but um it's just exciting that we finally have a pro a real pro team and some options for these 
for these college kids or whoever it is that are stuck in these programs where they feel like they're not getting the attention. Collie's a, a legitimate um, world-class coach, so um, it's exciting. Yeah. Who's, who's there already, Beryl? Beryl's there. Um, I know that Dyer Sato uh, wanted to come out. There's obviously issues between traveling back and forward to Japan and things that he had to do. So that's going to happen. He'll, he'll come out at some point. Um, I just don't know when, but they're, they're definitely, that's going to happen. Um, did you get to spend much time with Coley at all, uh, Sonny? I, I unfortunately haven't at all, no. Um, saw him on deck at World Short Course and at the ICL meets, but never never crossed paths him as of yet. Yeah, well, definitely get a chance to chat with him when you can. He's a smart man, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you know, that's a good point. There, There is a new pro group, the Jeff Julian mm-hmm. Uh, group, you know, so I, I don't know really much about that either. Um, Nate, you, you know, what, what's your opinion there? I'm not sure how, how do they fund it? How does, how does it happen? And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves as well. So it's, it's exciting that there's kind of two real pro groups happening right now around the country. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it's funded. I think that's a lot of the questions. Um, I think you just find it from a big team. If you have a huge team and everyone, you know, you meet with the parents and they got to pay a little more to have this guy on staff and these people come in. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe the professional athletes are paying the coaches as well. Maybe they're, maybe it's a little bit of that. Yeah. There's got to be some dues of some sort. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting that uh, club teams are now willing to say, Hey, let's have a pro arm of our club. You know, that's, that's cool. And we've been kind of shouting for this for a while. So I'm not going to poo-poo on it. This is exciting for me. And, uh, you know, however it's happening, good for them. And and let's try and support it. Let's get some kids out to Jeff Julian's group. Let's get some kids out to to uh, Coley's group. And uh, let's get these pro groups kind of up and running. It'd be fun. Yeah, Mark Schubert's group is a different group again. So there's three three pro, pro sort of setups now in America, right? And I thought I read an article on... He's, uh, he's at Saddleback El Toro, uh, Mark Schubert. He left Mission Vejo to go uh, Saddleback El Toro. And then Jeff Julian's at Mission Vejo now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought I read an article that Greg Troy was going to Texas to start a group too. Really? Mm, yeah. There's actually, I talked to Greg personally, and he told me that there's a new pool in um, Florida in, um, what's the name of the city? There's a, there's a brand new complex opening up now in the next this month or next month and uh ocala i think it's ocala florida oh, yeah ocala that's it that is where it is yeah and uh, he, he he's gonna head that up um so that yeah greg troy might be moving to a a pro team too so yeah maybe there's maybe there's gonna be four you know all of a sudden there was you know there was kind of none or maybe a david marsh group you could call the pro group for sure and then now we've got four new ones so exciting times maybe ahead for pro mm. swimming well, I think like one of the things that you've always said on this podcast is how hard it is to be the head coach of an SEC team, let's say, and a pro team, and you're in charge of all of it. And it seems like we've we've kind of gone away from piling on, and now we're going to have club teams be pro teams instead of the college teams also be the pro teams. Teams, hmm. right? So, well, I've said um, this on the podcast. I said this, and, and I don't know if we can clip it at some point, but go back and I, may, I think it was the the, the talk with um, with uh, USA Swimming where I said that um, 
Flor Anthony Nesty is going to struggle at some point. Okay, he's going to be on. He's under a lot of pressure. He's got the men's team, the women's team. He's got recruiting. He's got this pro group. He's got the two the best, two, ath- yeah, yeah, two two best athletes in the, in the world, world, biggest swimmers in the world. I said he's going to struggle. Now listen to me. There's rumblings on the street, word on the street. He's already struggling, and I'm hearing it, and I'm telling you. It's too much. It's too much. No man can take that much. I don't care how good he is. He's a phenomenal coach. But there's already rumblings that he's struggling. I'm telling you. Listen. Not enough time in the day. All right. uh, Moving on to college swimming. So this is kind of perfect. There's been obviously a lot going on. We're about to head into championship season. Second semester additions are here. Coach Marsh is back on the collegiate pool deck. The whole, uh, everything's kind of happened. Um, did, did you get to watch UVA NC State at all? Did you see uh, those two girls for UVA? I can't wait to watch them at NCAA's. Uh, Gretchen Walsh, Alex Walsh, Kate Douglas, they are just, it's ridiculous what they're doing. Um, you know, UVA throws up their, their all their um, swimming videos like immediately. Mm. Uh, so if I can pull this up real quick, I want to watch this 50 backstroke also very cool is um they they weren't even suited you know oh those girls are so good man it's crazy yeah, let me, let's watch this 50 back hold on college from us i mean it's just nuts all right you ready she's uh lane five so she eight seven six five Jesus. Mm, smoked. So this is the fastest time ever for an American woman, our short course yards. Unsuited uh, too. <laughs> yeah. That was a perfect breakout. Perfect. A little up on that lane line, but nails uh, the finish. 23 I mean, that's um, so fast, man. If we had a girl on our college team that went 24-5, we were happy. Uh, in in season, fully shaved, tapered, rested, suited. If she went twenty four five, we were pretty happy. That girl just went twenty three zero. And we madness. met her. I mean, we were there for the inter squad meet, and actually, we didn't get. To, I don't think we talked to Gretchen like as we interviewed a bunch of the kids. Um, but we we met her outside while we were packing the truck up. Do you remember? Mm, yeah, that's right. She's she towered over me. I mean, I'm not <laughs> quite six feet tall, but she looked like a basketball player. Uh, not a swimmer as she was walking out in front of us. Mm. Um, so I think she ended up going 50 point in the hunter back right after this. So, um, oh, did she really? And yeah. unsuited again, 50 point in the hunter oh back. Oh my god, that girl is so good. I mean, they got they're loaded. Uh, I know yeah, you don't know, I don't know, you, you don't know college swimming as much, Sonny, but I mean, these girls, this this team is ridiculous. Yeah, here's Kate Douglas right here in the in the some of the freestyle anchor. I think she's went like 21, two or something. I mean, it's just so fast unsuited. I mean, did they get the a cut unsuited? They must've. Yeah. yeah. They I mean, if they let off of a 23, zero, that's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know what a fast time is because, you know, I still watch the NCAAs each year and that's, that's outrageous. Them 
I mean, 20.9 on the anchor. Yeah, that says 20.9 on the anchor unsuited. Oh, oh, she went 20.9. I mean, uh, we should should check to see if this time unsuited would have won NCAAs last year. I'm going to find this out. I mean, what's the time? What time did they go? 130, what? 133.7. 133.7. What won NCAAs last year? I mean, it couldn't have been far off. A little bit faster than that. Not much, but you're right. I think it was like one anyone, two. Anyone in the comments section know the answer to this it. question? I could pull it up. Um, uh, do you want to watch the 53 style real quick, too? Let's watch the 53, yeah. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Say, hey, Dad. Hi, Dad. Oh, hey, Dad. <laughs> He's late um, to the show. Yeah, watch the 53 while he tries to find an answer to see if that would have won NCAAs. 133-1, one NCAAs. 133-1-1. One, that's actually quicker than UVA went at NCAAs last year. They went 134-1. Um, they had a 24-1 leadoff, so already, you know, they're better. And Kate Douglas was 21-1 anchor, so she was quicker anchoring this dual meet in a, in a, oh, in a training suit. Mate. 133-1 NC State, that was the winning team. 23-2, 25-9, 22-7, 21-2. That's, that's madness madness they're just doing that on a regular saturday morning in practice suits <laughs> i mean good luck oh wow yeah let's do the 53 as well come on all right hold on yeah let's see what happened in the 53 <laughs> i don't want to know oh jeez oh that's boys that's the boys. That's this isn't right. Something's not right. That's the boys' fifty. Maybe Curtis isn't in this. Maybe this 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 might have been a different meet. In swim the fifty. Sorry. Um, well, it was some other pretty fast times. Well, I think uh, Kieran Smith might have gone like a one thirty two mid two hundred three in a speedo, which I thought was pretty crazy. Um, uh. I also saw some of the Texas guys on day two went some long course swims, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, 132 in a practice suit is a, a ridiculously good swim, but those female times are just another level. Yeah. But I don't know if you agree from what you've seen, but women generally in practice can step up a little better. Like they, they, you know, I, just on from like what they can push and stuff is normally a bit closer to PBs and stuff. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Still, the suits are huge. Oh, suits are huge. I mean, a woman's suit should make more difference than a men's suit. Exactly. It's coverage. Yep. I mean, if she's going 20.9, let's say at the end of that reel, I mean, she's going to go 20.3 or something. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I don't want to put, put times on it, but, but geez, sick. I did not see the Florida dual meet results. No, I did not. I'm not sure what happened there. Can you it give us like an update? Well, Kieran it Smith was like Decky versus oh, oh, Zane Grote Dressel. in the 500. Yeah, I think. Oh, Dressel swim. Yeah, he went 135. Okay. 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 That was a 19.3 for David Curtis. Kind of back half it with a pretty. Uh, oh, he went 19.3 in a practice suit. 19.3. Yeah. yeah. Dang, that's good too, man. That's moving. I mean, that's yeah, it's good. I guess I guess I went nineteen six in college in a practice suit. 
True story. Yeah, yeah there's lots. There's lots of fast swimming. Um, Ryulet showed up. Uh, you know, she graduated high school early. She's swimming from for Louisville for Arthur. Mm. She went 153 in the tuner backstroke, broke the school record, I think. So she's going to make NCAA's. They just got better, a lot better. Um, mm. So yeah, and then obviously the Katie Ledecky looks seems like she's swimming really well. She went 142. Oh um, man, she's been on a mission from yeah. the games. We know that. Sure. We've been talking about that. She she got back. She was back in the water a week after the games, just like, I mean, she's hungry. hungry. We know, hungry. we know that it's coming. Yeah, that that head to head battle. Well, that well now it's been canceled. That head to head battle at Worlds would have been beautiful. Um, well, it's, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's not it's not over yet. They're going to try to do. They're going to pull pull some punches here. Um, oh, we missed Grant House. Grant House got uh, touched out by one one hundredth of a second. The top two tuna freestylers went head to head a couple days ago. Arizona State versus um, uh, Cal. Oh, they uh, did? Who, who's yeah. the top two? Grant and who else? Uh, Gabriel Jett. Oh, Scott Jett. Scott Jett was an old teammate of mine uh, uh, at Auburn. That's his son. That's his so son. they have the top two times. I think they went one. And then they, you know, this was just a dual meet, but they went 134, 1-3, 134-1-4 or something. So they're, oh, that would have been a good race. There were some mm-hmm. fast times out of that. That, um, those meets, there's a lot of fast times everywhere. So it's, uh, we've been talking about it. It's shaping up to be really, really fast. And without anything else on the schedule, you know, it's, um, it's exciting. Well, listen, if David Marsh can come in and just help them with their streamlines and their finishes, I think, uh, Cal, Cal's going to be deadly this year. <laughs> this year. Maybe they can make up all, the, all those diving points. Is that too soon? Too soon? Anyone in the comment section? Come on. <laughs> you gotta love my humor you know come on guys <laughs> oh my god oh, all right keeping it moving um we got herbie if you don't know who herbie is he is um he's the sprint coach at arizona state um, mm. and he's doing great things if you don't follow him on twitter you should because he puts out some of the best content he puts little clips up shows you some like some good high performance technique work um I know you guys talk about the little chart that he just showed, uh, which was awesome. Um, so I, I got a, it's a, it's just under two minutes, but I thought it was one of the best parts of the whole thing. If you want to watch it and then elaborate a little bit on this, Brett. Yep, check it out. All right, we'll catch you on the other other side. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I mean, we honestly on a lot of the power days don't go above um, like six eight seconds total. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even that is, is is pretty important in terms of what the nervous system is able to do. Because um, if you go too long, you're, you're working speed endurance. And that's what um, I think a lot of people do where they kind of make that mistake, where even if it's a lot of 25s, um, I mean, going back to what we were saying, why not do hundreds in um, for 100 training, I think you, can, you can't do that many 25s to, <laughs> to really train for a 50 either. Um, because if you do too many, then you're just, you're, you're going too slow there and you're not actually working max speed. Um, I mean, Charlie Francis, who's a pretty well-known track coach who coached Ben Johnson, who was, um, Olympic champion. He's, um, mm-hmm. I mean, asterisk cause he had some <laughs> steroid problems, but, um, he would go max speed and on their max speed days, if, if they would go a PR in whatever effort they had, if they had six thirties, 
and the first one was the best they've ever done, then you'd say go home because that was that was the goal of practice to be max speed. And if you're not going max speed, you're your training speed endurance. So we kind of do a similar thing to where when we do 25s max speed on like two or three minutes, um, if they go slower than about 0.2 off whatever their fastest one of the of the session was, we, we stop there because then it's we're training speed endurance. And that's not, I mean, we'll do that later in the week, but that session, if you do one or two really good ones, that's better than doing one or two good ones plus four or five mediocre ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, this is Ryan Hill's coach. And listen, um, I don't, I don't know Herbie. I, I, I didn't mention this in the podcast, but I actually recruited Herbie. I went to his house and I met his mother, and and I never talked about it in the podcast. For yeah, some that's reason. funny. Um, but anyway, a lot of people have been asking for a sprint conversation, like an in-depth sprint conversation. I've never kind of really had anyone that I could really connect with, and. Um, I saw Herbie and, and you recommended, you know, Herbie's doing some great stuff on Twitter. And so I saw it, I invited him on the show and, and we just hit it off. This is, this is the best sprint conversation I've had in all the 220 whatever episodes. This is the one. So you're going to need to listen to this one tomorrow. This is a sprint heavy, um, in-depth look at how to coach sprinting, uh, how to think about it. This guy really is good. I mean, I'm telling you, he, he gets it. And I was super impressed with him. This is a good one tomorrow. Check it out. Yeah, I entitled nice. it uh, a sprint conversation with Herbie Beam. So mm. I think mm. that was spot on. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's doing some good work at ASU. That all those and and look to Bob Bowman's credit, he's giving him free reign to say, uh, you know, go and get these kids swimming fast, obviously within the program. Um, but he's doing it and it should be exciting to see what's what what'll come of that, you know. Um yeah. All right, who else we got? Uh, Kayla Sanchez. Had a great conversation with Kayla Sanchez yesterday. That'll come out um, next week sometime. Um, Thursday. She, uh, next Thursday, yeah. She gives us a little breaking breaking news. There's a, there's a little breaking news in there in this one. I was very surprised. So um, I clipped you know. it. You want to just play it right now? No, 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 no. no. Come on. It's already no. Cool. Just do it. No. No, no, no. This one, save this one. Let's let's put it out next Wednesday because she's coming out Thursday. Save it for next Wednesday. All right. All right. Well, world record holder uh, Govorov, he, he's on. Uh, he's he'll be on Monday then. Govorov Monday. Uh, Sonny, what do you know about uh, Govorov? Uh, I had a good mate of mine actually. I uh, went and spent some time with him in Dnipro um, in Ukraine. Trained with him. He now works with a German coach. Uh, Mm-hmm. You probably found this all out in, in interviewing him, but uh, who does a like a modified version of uh, Ari's program? So they do like mm-hmm. speed, power, speed, endurance, that sort of thing, and break it down. It's all quite methodical. Um, you know, a lot of resistance work, and they they periodize basically the same session they periodize through their their, their year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's damn fast, right? Twenty two two fifty fly long course and twenty one four. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah, we had a real in-depth conversation, the highs and lows of his career, breaking world records, um, having surgeries, um, you know, going through issues within his own country and COVID and travel restrictions and all sorts of stuff going on with him. So the the highs and lows of a, of a you know, an epic career that is still ongoing. And yeah. um, look, he wants to be, He wanted, this was right before they made the announcement, he wanted to be world champion again. He wants to come out and 
post the fastest time in the world and win a world title again. And uh, so, yeah, he's hungry. But I got a interesting, clip. interesting to see where it goes. Butterfly is mm. different game. Butterfly, I feel I'm talented for butterfly. And uh, last year, I've been. I was surprised that I'm the best in the world last year. I don't. I know that not many competitions fifty fly last year would been right, but I yeah. hold the top one ranking. I was not doing a single stroke of butterfly last year, not even twenty five. Mm. The only one I've done it was the ISL racing. Then I was not touching it in in the any kind of preparation phase. So I went to the Europeans. I swam twenty five meters day before the race starts. And then I raced in 22.9. So I know that it's there. But my you see, goal, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's an exceptional talent, man. What is about the butterfly? Freestyle, I'm agree. In butterfly, something something happening with me that if I'm in shape, I just I just know how to swim very fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Hmm. I didn't even do a 25. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even train for it. Couldn't couldn't be bothered to do a 25 fly. Still popping just incredible. It's, it's amazing when you when you hear from some of the top athletes in the world and how how things come about and what they do. It's like still surprises me that you know you get stories like that. And you're like, wow, unbelievable. But crazy. Um, yeah, we we him and I have a moment actually um, that that will be with us forever, and we talk about it pretty in depth. I was actually lucky to be on the on the deck in the stands when he broke the world record. I was standing next to his coach who was filming it. Re, we're good friends, and um. And I kind of, uh, you can hear me in the video just screaming and yelling at him. And he says, he watches that video over and over again, and he, it makes him cry that, that wow. somebody somebody would be that passionate about him. He's never had that before. So we, him and I have this connection that's pretty sweet, and we talk about it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool podcast. I, I enjoyed it, you know. Nice. Mm. Yeah, Anything else, boys? Sonny, you got any more breaking news for us? No breaking news for now, no. Uh no, it's good. How long you plan on being in South Africa? About a month. About a month. Um, oh. Then we'll, we'll, we'll try and meet up and get a little group in, in Europe for a little bit. Maybe, maybe go Tenerife or something. And then Chad will have uh, his nationals, South African nationals, beginning of April. And then we're going to have some guys go to the Stockholm meet, um, also beginning of April. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, a few things have changed, as they will have for you, Brett, like without Worlds, because um, that was kind of like, Everything was ramping up to that, and it, it gives us more time, which is interesting. But um, also, once everything starts again, it's going to get busy because I like as soon as the, the long course season's over, it's like hectic mode with ISL, World Short Course, sprinkling a few FINA World Cups. It's just going to be mad. Mm, yeah. Well, good stuff, mate. Make sure you catch up with uh, Adrian out there. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Got to say what's up to Adrian. Mm, um, absolutely. I do have to say this was very cool, but I, I got to be honest with you guys, and I'm just being honest. We were doing this at Auburn 15 years ago. I, I'm telling you, I did this with with my sprinters back 15 years ago. It just wasn't recorded. We didn't have the the functionality to kind of put it up on the internet back then or whatever um, that that we have now. But Caleb Dressel doing this drill was was fantastic. I loved it, brilliant. But it, but it is something we did um, yeah, 15 years ago at Auburn for sure. Cool stuff. I can pull it up. Pull it up. Let's have a look at it. It is cool stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Let's check it out. Let's see if this will play. Boom. Yep. Boom. You just you just switch. You just move the bulkheads. 
Anyone that swam for me knows we did this over and over again many times. Super cool stuff. Thank you, Kyle Sockwell, for putting that on the internet for us mm -hmm. on Twitter. All right, I think that's it, boys. Uh, it's good to catch up. Good to see you guys. I know, Brett, we didn't, we didn't really get to catch with you too much last week. Got yeah. It's Marsh instead. Yeah. Listen, I'm just glad. I want to give you guys some props. I'm glad we're fans of swimming, man. I'm glad we're, we're, we're you know, people call us, uh, critical of us, of calling us fanboys. We are fanboys, man. We love swimming. We love, we love coaching. We're passionate about it. We love everybody in the game. I'm going to give people who are doing it well and, and doing it at the highest level, I'm going to give them all the props they deserve. I'm going to give them all the love they deserve. And I know you guys are the same way. We are fanboys when it comes to swimming, and we're going to keep it that way. We're not going to allow negativity onto our site. We're not going to allow BS, you know, trashing, and it's just not going to happen here. This is going to be a fanboy site where we're uplifting swimming and coaches, and it's we work too hard, all of us. You know, getting out of bed in the morning is no fun for anyone, and to celebrate that the way that we do, that's the way it's going to happen on our program. I know Sonny's the same way with his um you know youtube channel it's a celebration of swimming and coaches and that's the way it's going to stay around here okay that's right love it all right all right good to see you guys see you sonny see you next time guys next week bye